Welcome to Allendale Market Talk. This is Greg McBride, joined as always by my co-host, Mike Long. Mike, markets look a little sickly. And after a nine-month rally, I believe, uh, it's starting to get ugly. I mean, we're well over a dollar off the highs in corn. We're well off uh, the highs by a dollar in beans. Um, and all of a sudden, we went from everything was bullish to now I, it's hard to find anything that is bullish anymore. What, uh, what do we have that's working for us? And, and let's see if there's a bullish argument that can be made uh, and what that could do to, uh, to salvage uh, what we're seeing in these markets. Yeah, so at this point, we still have demand that looks great. Still making those big sales of corn. We have South America that still has a problem, and we haven't fully confirmed about what that number is going to be. We're just about there to know exactly what it is, but as of right now, we don't. We have uh, the dryness down in South America that's stopping, well, not stopping, but slowing down any exports down the river. Uh, and you still have the unknowns of this growing season still well ahead of us. So still a lot of it there, but just nothing new. That's the key. So as we, you know, as we've said a, a million times, whether we're talking to our customers, we've said it on the podcast, you've got to feed the bull. And right now we are not feeding the bull. This is all the same story that we've had for the last in some cases, four months, in the last uh, month, two months, whatever it is. And it really was just kind of magnified by the fact that when the USDA came out with their last report, there was no change to numbers for, for beans. They came in exactly as they had since essentially February. And the new crop numbers weren't extraordinarily tight. They were tight, but they weren't any tighter than what old crop was. And when you look at the corn side of things, I mean, corn was much higher than what we were trading. So why wouldn't we see the markets back off? Um, you know, so I guess as we're looking at it, you know, you, you do mention that there is a lot of growing season left. And that's about the only thing right now outside of the new demand for more new crop beans or more new crop corn. That's about the only thing right now that looks like it could spark the next rally in these markets. But I don't know if that's enough right now to spark us to go back up to those highs yet, at least. Yeah, we got a lot ahead of us on top of just the growing season. We have a planting acres report that's at the end of June. We have weather right now that people are getting rain, a good chunk of people, not everybody. Uh, and you have trade that's already expecting a lot more corn acres. So if what we have priced in already is a lot of bullish news and now we're looking, okay, well, now we're expecting a lot of corn acres being planted. We are getting sales, but we're also getting cancellations of old crop and we've been missing the mark for new sales. So maybe that old crop number increases a little bit. And if that does increase, and we also have more acres than USD already plugged in with 1.5, you can start tacking on more and more to that balance sheet. And that's probably one of the biggest points is, are we past the point of the smallest supply of crop 
corn crop than we're, that we've expected. Mm-hmm. Now, the the thing to think about here is that you know you talk about how the 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 market or or the people that uh, the trade speculators, funds, whoever, they're all expecting to see these these much higher corn acreage numbers. But couldn't you make the case that with the the aggressive planting in in beans this year and with the uh, with the the pretty solid prices in beans uh especially new crop beans that we could be adding some more uh some more bean acres and maybe you could have the argument of a 50 50 split in an increase for both of them so if we had three or three or four million acres to add at this point couldn't it be split down the middle uh, or or is it just because it's that much better of a crop to plant and and produce like you can produce a 200 bushel crop easier than you can produce produce like a 60 or an 80 bushel crop in in beans uh, very well might be split down the middle we've seen great prices for both and we're expecting to see china come in for both you have a tight carry out no matter which market you're looking at and you very well could see both being added and both of these getting a larger supply than what we were originally expecting and on top of it for the beans as well is while you've been seeing all these new crop purchases of corn from china you have not seen the same story for this new crop beans they've been very quiet in the bean market yeah i think they bought uh uh back when they started buying new crop beans back in like january and february i think they got up to about four or five million tons uh whereas you know with new crop corn they've bought roughly 12 million tons uh so far why do you think why do you think that is what's the what's the what's the allure of them loading up so heavily on these new crop corn and beans in a, in a time frame that wouldn't necessarily be what they would they would do on in a normal year because obviously they can't take delivery of that stuff anytime soon uh, I mean, we're not going to we're not going to harvest a crop until at least in some areas august in in most areas at least september or october so what's the what's the allure of them uh pulling the trigger on that many bushels or that many metric tons when the prices are so incredibly high right now yeah for the corn side of things it seemed like a lot of it had to do with south america they were buying this while everyone was wondering what exactly was going to come out of the ground there and still are wondering but hedging their bets at this point and saying if this crop does get extremely tight worldwide we got something locked in if it we don't and we end up having a crop that sustains us and there's plenty of supply i can always just come in and cancel it there's plenty of time i mean the crop's just been put in the ground right and it seems like that was what was kind of driving uh, prices down uh today was the rumor of uh of some cancellations by china for old crop um and you would expect you know obviously if there's if there's production issues in brazil for their second crop corn that that would show up in our old crop uh demand situation but that has not been the case um so is this one of those things where china is basically saying listen there's the potential that this dryness is not just a one-year deal. This could be a two- and three-year deal, kind of like what uh, Drew has talked about with us uh, over our last couple of conferences. So this this is one of their their strategies to say, like you said, we're going to lock it in before anybody else can, 
So we're first in line to get it, and we can say, okay, yes, we want it. And then if there isn't a production issue for us this year or uh, for Brazil for next year, that they they can they do have that right to cancel. But mm -hmm. okay, all right. So what as we uh, as we move forward into uh, into June, and June is a huge month when it comes to not necessarily um, production. But it's a big month when it comes to worry and concern about production. We start really watching every every weather map, trying to figure out where or when we're going to see rain, fall, not fall, whatever it is. Is there potential that we could see that secondary rally just based off of a dry forecast in the middle of June that actually reaches out to the first week in July? Is that is that something that one dry forecast on, say, a Wednesday in June could uh, could spark this market? An extended dry forecast can definitely do that. We saw in 2012, we bottomed out on the second week, I think it was the second week of June, and then rallied from there. So it's entirely possible. And with the, at least up until today, or Tuesday, the paused action seems like trade is waiting to confirm that. And maybe what we're seeing with corn, with everything we just laid out, is looking for coming back towards that equilibrium level that we saw the first three months of the year. Sit there and try and figure out if we have a problem. If so, we have a launch pad. But that is something that we're going to need to see dryness creep in and persist mm -hmm. with an extended forecast that remains in that direction in order to really, at this point, what we've seen on the trade, really see willing buyers come in here and get excited again. So if you're looking at a, at a chart um, for you, with seeing the big drop in corn and beans that we've seen, is there a support level that you are watching very, very closely in the November beans or the December corn uh, to say that if we cross that and we can't we can't get a close right back above it, or if we cross this level, that's the end for this market. Or is it is it too soon for you to to call that? As of right now, what I'd probably be looking at is if we do go down to towards our equilibrium level. And come second, third, fourth week of June, we don't have any dryness problem. And especially if we break below that and see further selling come in the mix, that's something that would be very concerning. Something definitely to be paying attention to and watching, uh, especially if we want to continue to compare this to 08, what happened on the back half of 08? That was very negative. We saw a corn on the December contract dip below three bucks on the back half and that's not something that's always remembered but needs to be mm -hmm. okay well as you as we uh, move forward into uh into the month of june this being the last uh, podcast for the month of may uh one thing i will remind our listeners about is uh, our premium content uh, here at Allendale, this is the uh, research product that we've been putting out for 30 plus years. Really, uh, it is a honed in on trying to make sure that everybody's up to date on exactly what's going on in 
corn, beans, wheat, cattle, and hogs on a daily basis, uh, whether it's the, the morning emails that uh, that are put out and posted on our website or the afternoon emails with the uh, uh, a quick update and what to look forward to as we move forward. Plus, we do have this snapshot product as well uh, where we're talking uh, on a weekly basis with Rich Nelson, trying to get his thoughts about what's going on in, in these markets, trying to get us prepared for reports and whatnot, as well as the big snapshot that we do with uh, in tandem with RFD, where we're talking about what's going on with a specific with specifically the USDA report each month. Now in June, if you have our snapshot product, you're going to get two updates because we have two massive reports. You've got the monthly WASD report, and then you've got the planted acreage and quarterly report at the end of June as well. So if you're interested in that information, give us a call or hop on our website. I think it's 20 bucks uh, a month for the premium content. It's about a 10 bucks uh, a month for the, uh, for the snapshot. Uh, this is great information, and this is stuff that, uh, that I know I, as a broker, am, am reading on a daily basis just so that I can keep myself up to date on, on what we're seeing every day because there's so much, so many moving parts out there, it's easy to miss, uh, miss different stories. Most definitely. And if you guys, again, want to get signed up for that 800-262-7538, I know that Trade Strategies page is a pretty good one to look at. So, again, 800-262-7538. But today for Allendale, this is Mike Lundgren, Pride. You guys have a great one out there.